Welcome to this week's episode of The Higher Self. I have a special guest because this, this individual actually was a part of my healing journey. Maybe we'll discuss that. Mm. I don't even know your last name. I just know you as <laughs> Samson. And, and I love you for that name because you look like a freaking Samson. So how are you, my man? I'm doing well, brother. Appreciate you. What is your last name, by the way? Odusanya. Odusanya. And mm -hmm. where is that from? Uh, Nigeria. Nigeria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So let's start there. Give yeah. me your background. Uh, so I was born in London, but my family is of Nigerian descent, West Africa. And uh, yeah, I mean culturally rooted deep uh so much appreciation for my roots uh they course through my veins every single time um but uh yeah i was born in london and uh family moved to california when i was about like three years old um and there shortly after my parents split up and then uh that began what i would say my journey right or even prior to that so my parents split up and I actually end up going back to Nigeria to live with my grandmother so my mom can get back on her feet. And that was where I felt like at the age of like four to five was where I really got connected to a different perspective of what like life started to look like. And at a very young age is when I'm formulating um, my perception of the world, my world. So I got really connected to the, the value and the principle of humility uh, from the simple fact of you know, seeing my grandmother, seeing my uncle, seeing my older brother, my cousin, uh, do the best we could with what we had, right? We didn't have much, but there was this sense of joy and happiness with the so-called little things. Um, and probably because I was a child, I didn't really have that much needs, but the energy of my family didn't really, it didn't really like show that there was this pursuit of neediness. We just did the best we could. There was this very commun communal and very family aspect that enriched my, my stay there. Um, I went to school there for a few years. And then um, shortly after, about like six to seven years young, as when my stepfather, who my mom remarried, came to pick me up and then we moved to New York. And um, yeah, grew up in New York for a few years, then moved to Philadelphia where I you know, lived for about 16 years. Moved to LA, <laughs> San Diego, and now I'm here. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of moving. A lot of moving. Mm -hmm. And you know, I, I want to touch on something because I like to tell people mm. that there's so much value in travel. Oh my gosh. There's so much like oh travel gosh. itself is medicine. You know, travel by yourself is medicine. Very much so. Um, I took a trip to Colombia mm. where I literally was reconnected with my ancestors. Mm. I'll never forget that moment. It was like I was coming back home, mm. you know? And the reason why I tell people that travel is so important is because you learn that outside of America, mm. America, I love America, God bless America, but America has this energy mm. where it's constantly <clears throat> trying to push us in a certain direction. Yep. And it's not allowing us to just be still so good. and be enjoyable and be happy with who we are and what yeah. we have. Yeah. And, and when you just said that, it's mm. like, I, I, I try to tell people like when I went to Colombia and I'm driving through the ghettos, right? And you see people outside mm. on a table playing cards, dancing to music, yep. just loving life. And they probably don't have two bucks. There's so much power in China. And when you said travel, like I get chills, like it's one of my biggest values. So travel and adventure. Um, I can't pinpoint why, but I just love the aspect of being able to like go explore different places. I think there's a simultaneous uh, inner and outer game that I'm always playing, like the inner exploration, but also the outer exploration. Um, and like you said, for me, it's always a perspective shift. I feel travel is not just a way to explore and enjoy, but it's it's real life education. I was just in Peru in May, and it was just a beautiful reminder. We were in the villages, and the children. It's like the the perspective of the Western culture versus you know, that culture is the children wake up and they wake up playing outside. They wake up playing with the animals. It's like, they're not longing for anything else. It's like, okay, well, how can I make the best use of what I have right here, right now? And not just that, how can I squeeze? How can I squeeze out the joy, the experience of just what I have? And I think it's when there's this, this seed planted that you can have more that's 
what begins this journey of, oh, maybe what I have isn't enough. Wow. Wow. Right. It's like, oh, maybe what I have isn't enough. So now we go on this pursuit of I need to add, I need to add, I need to add, I need to collect, I need to collect, I need to collect. I need to become, 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 right? Right. Yeah. And then I'm never here. I'm never, yeah. yeah. Right. So yeah. Yeah, I yeah. love that. I love that. That just spoke to me, by the way. Mm. And it spoke to me because I can admit, like, I've done a lot of work in this area. Mm. And yet, I still have my goals. I still have my pursuits. Mm -hmm. I still feel like there's more people to help, mm -hmm. you know? Talk to me about how you find balance between, like, being here mm. and yet at the same time, yeah. like, being okay with, like, I got more to do. Like, Absolutely. There, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Absolutely. I, I think as humans, god that's what i call the creator god has this i think we're wired to to keep going to to keep moving forward to keep expanding i think it's 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 in our wiring it's how nature is trees are always growing up towards the sun it's non-stop and at the same time there's there's magic in the duality of moving forward but also being present with what is here so for me i was in that journey as well simply because i became distracted with who i was and where 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 i was and what i had that i felt like oh maybe if i pursue this or i go collect this or i go add this then i'll i'll be able to find me mm. i'll be able to feel me i'll be able to 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 really honor where i'm at and the more and more i spent time with myself connecting with myself really really digging deep i realized those pursuits outside of myself were just me looking for me. That's right. We're just me looking for me. So the balance, I don't really use the word balance, harmony. I love it. There's this dance, there's this playing this game with tuning where there's there's times where, okay, maybe I'm in pursuit of something, right? I'm 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 going for a certain target, but that target doesn't define me. That target is a representation of what can help me feel more alive here it's not it's not separate for me it is a part of me um a good friend of mine said this very beautifully he said the two sides that we feel like for instance in your example is like okay i'm pursuing this i'm going for this goal i'm becoming more versus being here it's like going into your dark just to find more light just to use that light to go back into the dark <laughs> and i was like that is a beautiful way to explain it so for me the pursuit of becoming more is only a part of me realizing that that I'm already here. They work hand in hand. Right. I think the challenge is when there's a complete separation of, oh, I have to become more and that's it. Right. You know? I got that. I yeah. got that. Can you you know what I kept thinking of when you were when you were saying mm. that was the polarity between masculine and feminine. Mm because masculine wants to go, mm -hmm. wants to create, mm -hmm. wants to become, mm -hmm. right? And, you know, nothing wrong unless, yes. you know, when when it's coming from, you know, bad energy mm. or, a, or, a, or a wound that you haven't healed very yet. Very much so. And then feminine very much wants to be chill. Flow, just rest. Just flow, just relax. Yes. Just, you know what I'm yes. saying? And so, um, and it's very interesting because when I speak about this or when I post something about this, like people really have a lot of questions. Mm. So as a man, from a man's perspective, mm. how do you, what would you say are the difference between masculine and feminine and how do you balance mm. or have harmony between both of those within yourself? Mm. Like you said, the, the masking energy is, is more the given it's the outward pursuit and the feminine is more of the the receiver when we start to play the game of separation i think is where the the challenge begins there's something to realize is that we're both that's right yeah both energies exist within us and when we get to a place where we can understand ourselves deeply and listen to actually what is happening within us then we can know that it's time to be more in our masculine. And then there's a time and a place for that to stop and rest in our feminine. But I think the disconnect happens when there is a external influence on needing to go, 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 go all the time versus, okay, this season, maybe I just need to rest. Maybe I just need to wait. 
And to your point, it's not what we do is the place that we do it from. So if we look at the soil, essentially where the seed was planted, and we start to really investigate why we're pursuing or over-pursuing or overworking, it's usually coming from a place of lack, not having. That's right. Not having. And what I've learned in just in my own life, I've gotten to a place where I've, I just, I listen. I listen. If I'm too much in my feminine, life is going to, life is going to show me. <laughs> That's right. If I'm too much in my masculine, life is going to show me. So again, it's this, it's this dance. It's this, it's this, it's this dance, yeah. right? It's not a balance. Cause I feel like balance is a form of control. Like I'm, I'm trying, it takes energy to balance. Right. Right. But when you're in tune, all you have to do is just, okay, cool. This season I'm in go mode this season. I'm not. You know, I'm, I'm going to bring it up because yeah. the, the, we, we do it real here on the show. Um, but it's so interesting. You know, I think a lot of men have a hard time hearing other men say mm. when I'm in my feminine. Mm. Like they're like, what the <laughs> fuck? What are you talking about when you're in your feminine? Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. And so I'd like to give a real world example. Yeah. And I want to be, you know, very delicate with it. But I recently found myself, we were just kind of talking mm. about it. I recently found myself acknowledging that in a relationship mm. i had been way too much in my feminine mm. right and as a result i feel i may be wrong i feel i was being taken advantage of mm. um i was constantly putting um myself in a scenario where i had to fix things right um because if i didn't it would cause uncomfortability yep um my financial resources were being drained. Mm. Like, in other words, I was doing anything to just, like, just try to make sure that everything was okay. Yep. And I was not paying attention to my own truth, mm. my own standards, mm. or my own boundaries. You know what? How about the basic human need to just do what's right for you? Yep. You know what I'm saying? And so then when I caught that, I caught, fuck, this this has to end Yep. because sometimes when you're too much in your feminine as a man, yep. you enable, Yep. right? And you enable someone to be too much in their masculine yep. and as a result, too much in a negative energy that maybe they don't even want to be in. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep, absolutely. And that allows people or part of me doesn't allow people to heal. Because sometimes the greatest medicine that a person can receive is tough love. Absolutely. Sometimes the greatest medicine that a person can receive is to set some very clear boundaries. Absolutely. And so I caught myself being mad. Mm. And I was literally like, and it was it was with this full moon, man. It was like for two days I felt myself like, why do you keep doing that? Mm. Like, why do you keep showing kindness when someone obviously is not ready to receive it or just not in a space to receive it. Because yep. I believe everybody heals. You know what I'm saying? And I believe when you really love somebody, mm. you will be anxiously awaiting for that person to mm. heal. Mm. But if they're not in a space right now mm. to be in a loving space, mm. to, to accept your kindness, then why do you keep giving it? Mm. I'll tell you why. It's because there's something sick inside of you going on that you haven't healed yet. Mm. So that's when I got to go back inside of myself and go, Time out. I, yep. I, I don't need to be this version of myself yep. anymore. <clears throat> Stepped into my masculine, yep. set some boundaries, yep. you know, um, things got uncomfortable, yep. but it's the <clears throat> medicine both people need yep. in situations like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. No, I, I wholeheartedly relate to that. For majority of my life, I, you can say I was operating more in my feminine. And just through exploration, I realized I'd been wearing the mask of a rescuer. The mask of the hero, I re bro. The, the mask was... of the people pleaser. Yep. The mask of I don't want to ruffle any feathers, and just peeling the layers back. It, it all stems from father wounds, mother wounds, but the underlying thing was I needed to manipulate situations to show up as a certain way simply because I didn't want people to leave me. So back to. In the beginning, when you were asking about like, you know, you know, the beginnings, when my parents split up, that it started there. My father left. Well, that's the story I told myself, right? After actually speaking to him a year and a half ago, caught up with his side of the story for the first time in 28 years. He didn't leave. They just separated. Right. And 
realizing at a very young age, not having my father in my life for multiple years, and then seeing how that played out in my mom's experience, where she was carrying a lot of hurt and a lot of pain. And I was at the other end of that. So now I start to I start to like really, really ingrain this consciousness of something is wrong with me. Yeah. Something is wrong with me. And the only way I can quote unquote fix it is show up in a way where I'm not ruffling any feathers or I'm not being a burden. So that began to compound over time where I showed up in a way that would please other people, right? Uh, 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 pedestalize other people simply so I can receive love that I didn't get. But the cost of that was compromising myself over and over and over and over again. The cost of that was simply me not living in my truth over and over and over again. The cost of that was carrying this inner resentment towards myself, guilt, shame, anger, rage that could not been expressed. And the only person that was paying that price was me. That's right. Only person that was paying that price was me. So I got to a place the same exact time where it's, okay, I see the pattern over and over again. I'm like, I know this person is quote unquote in the wrong. But here I am still trying to save trying the day. To make it, trying to trying make, to make it, it all right. 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 Trying to make it right. Right. And I'm like, why does this keep... Why does this keep happening over and over? Why am I left feeling like shit all the time, even though I'm the one that's trying to make everything better? And it's because it's not my job to do that. My job is to hold myself in a standard where there's self-respect, but also loving from a place that's not compromising my own integrity. And I was, I was speaking about integrity the other day. There's this, in my opinion, this illusion or confusion with integrity. Integrity simply means to make whole again, mm. right? I used to live this life where I was so committed to keeping my word, keeping my word, <laughs> being a yes to what was actually a no to me, again, people pleasing, to where, how is, that, how is that integrity to me? If I really want to say no, but I can't, but I'm saying yes so you can love me or I can keep you around, I'm breaking the word with myself. So I'm not even being integ integrous with myself. So I realized I needed to work on being whole with me, no matter what it was going to cost. No matter the cost. That's right. No matter the cost. So when I started to do that, same exact thing. The thing is, it was only scary because I'd already been carrying this identity of the people pleaser the whole entire time. That's right. I already set the rules and I already set the ground rules for how this person is meant to show up in my experience because I'm the one that's projecting the permission for them to show up that way. I'm enabling them to show up that way. Exactly. And the moment I put my foot down, yeah, there was resistance. Yeah, there was possible frustration. Yes, there was anger on the other, other end, but the masculine is built to hold. That's right. Right? I got to hold my position and hold my place without the need to fix it. It's like, can I be a loving witness while I'm in integrity with myself, loving myself, while loving the person however they show up. And that's when things really started to change for me. Like my experience changed when I did that because I began to honor myself. Yeah. You literally, you're like me. Mm. You, and which is so interesting because that's, that's why God chose you mm. in that healing moment, which, mm. which we might get to in a little bit. Which was, Ooh, which, was profound, which was profound, <laughs> right? You, you see that? You mm. see that? It's, it's so powerful. And you know what's so interesting, Samson, is that, you know, um, and, and I love this because, you know, people know me like on the stage. Mm. But what I love about the podcast is they get to see this, like the, the real me and my real shit, yeah. my real wounds, yep. because ultimately, like, nobody is better than anybody. No. You know, we're no. all the same. We're all on a journey. What I discovered about myself mm is that that didn't show up anywhere in my life other than the one place <laughs> you already know what I'm talking about. It's relationships with women. Yep. Yep. And it was because my mother mm. did not know how to show me maternal love mm. because her mother died at a young age mm. and she was only 13 days old. Mm. So how could my mother show me that maternal love when I didn't, when, when she didn't receive she didn't, it herself, she didn't get it. right? <clears throat> yep. So, my mom was always around, but it was the energy. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like yes. I never felt that energy. Yes. And so 
that's what created it for me. And when you compound that with the fact that my dad actually did leave, yep, that was a fucking mess. Bro, I get it. You know what I'm saying? I get it. Yeah. Same same thing. Same thing with me. It's I I remember I remember nights where I would sit and I'm like like where did I go wrong that I was receive this type of treatment? I knew my mother loved me. You know, I knew she loved me. Like it is there's this again, as a very young age, I was also very connected to this higher part of me like you know, it was there. It was like, yeah. there's this thing that's running the show. So I knew she loved me, but the human aspect of me couldn't handle why I was getting treated this way. So it's like, okay, what's really going on? What, like, why? And then when you peel the layers back and through all the work that I've done, I've been able to step out of my own self and empathize with the fact that if she knew how to do it, she would have done it. And then taking the time to be in her world. Yeah. And just listen, mom, what was your childhood like? And then when you start to hear and listen, I'm like, it all, it all makes like, sense. Wow. Yeah. Thank you for doing the best that you can. And the, the most important thing is I had to catch myself making sure I didn't dismiss my own experience. Because even though I saw the bigger picture, even though I saw that that was essentially what I needed in order for me to be the man I am today, even though I saw that she didn't know how to show me the love, there was still the part of me that was holding somatically the reaction, holding the energy that was stuck in my experience from years and years and years and years of mental, emotional, and physical. I don't like this word very much, but for what, it's, for what it is, uh, I'll just call it physical, mental, and emotional mistreatment. But what, what was the word you were going to say? Abuse. Okay, I want to get back to that word in a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 right? So I, I, I got to seeing, okay, if she knew better, she would have done better. But that was the catalyst that now had me show up in a certain way with the relationship, not just with women, but with the feminine within myself. Yeah, yeah. And simultaneously, because of the experience with her and my father, the image she painted of my father, which is the first man in my life. Right. This is the image of my father. Like, right. It's like, oh, blank, 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 blank. So right. now I developed a relationship that was unhealthy with my masculine because right. something is wrong. That's right. So now I'm, I'm growing up in this journey, one of not knowing myself, literally searching for myself outside of me, thinking that something's wrong, developing this perspective and this, this self-image of low self-belief, low self-worth, not enoughness. Like it was, it was just self-depreciating simply because the image I had built of myself was what was influenced by mainly my mother was one that, okay, well, your dad is blank, 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 blank. So, okay, if that's how a man is, then I'm- how I am. You know what, Samson, and I'm gonna, this is powerful, or at least I think it is, but you know, I had the same low self-worth, the mm. same low self-belief, the, the same self, uh, uh, low self-love. Mm. But you know what the interesting thing mm. is? Is that I had everything that the world thinks you need to have in order to be happy. <laughs> so like everybody handles this differently. <clears throat> mm. So I took that low self-worth mm -hmm. and that low self-love and I made it, you know what? I'm going to go be powerful, yep. famous, drive flashy cars. Yep. I'm going to go have it all. Yep. And it's like when I, you know, again, we've spoken about this a lot on this show because this is just part of my life. Yeah. But when I look at someone whose entire life is based around look at me yep. and look at what I have, I right away go, ooh, yep. you're, in, I, I, you're in a lot of pain. Yep. A lot. Your heart doesn't realize it just yep. yet, yep. but there's a lot of pain there. Yes, you know? yes. And it's like when you become aware and when you become awakened to your truth, you start seeing that truth in other people. You see it everywhere. You see it it's everywhere. You see it everywhere. Everywhere. And you're able to break it down because you've been through it in your own life. The only way you can see it in other people is when you identify with, with yourself. That's right. It's, it's, I started to live by this adage, this, this realization that in order for me to like be with you fully, I've had to have been with myself fully. That's in right. order for me to like see your pain or see your joy or see you in your freedom or see you in your anguish or your anger, 
I've had to know what that was like inside of me That's or right. else I can't see it. That's right. It's just, this is natural law, yeah. right? I can only see what I realize in myself. So it's so powerful that you said that because it's like, once you start to like shine a light on this stuff, you start to see it. But seeing it, hmm, when I began to see it, it showed me a different level of loving. Because it's not just, it wasn't just me seeing it in myself. It was me seeing it and accepting it without judging it. I used to judge it. For sure. I used, wait, why am I this angry? Why am I this happy? I didn't grow up in this type of, I used to judge it. But when I learned to begin to accept it in myself, when I allowed my humanity to breathe, like allow myself to actually be human, it gave me the capacity to truly love other people. Yeah, nice. And not just love other people. No, I'm talking about loving them. And the only way I could do that is because, oh, I see your pain. Yeah, because I, I, I was there. I know what it feels like to be there. I know, man. And I, I love you, brother. I, I love know. you, sister. Like, I, I get it. Yeah, yeah, totally you know? do. Yeah. And that leads me to mm. our experience. Mm. So I want to set the stage real fast. So, <laughs> so good. So, um, yeah, I'll say it. Mm. So there was this girl. I know in my heart, my spirit, I've received the messages, mm. love of my life. Mm. I happen to go visit her. Mm. And she gives me, Danny Morell, the friend card. She mm. says, nope, you're just my friend. And this is after like, <clears throat> you know, waiting and just like, and we're like, you know, you're getting downloads, yep. you're in plant ceremonies. It's like the <laughs> message is there. It's like, so, you know, my heart was all built up, you mm. know, so forth and so on. Because part of your feminine wounding is also you're looking for that love. Yep. You know? Uh, you eventually find out that the love is inside of you, mm -hmm. but once you find out that it's inside of you, you want it in a partner, yep. you know? You yep. don't need it, but it's, yep. it's, you know? So I come back and I'm about to have my event. And uh, our mutual friend Garen says, hey brother, like I said, you know what? I'm realizing there's some things about myself, everything that you said, mm. this and this and this and this and this, and this is how I show up in relationship. Mm. And I'm done with it. He goes, you gotta come to, what was the name of the weekend? Uh, activate your alpha. Activate your alpha. And you know, my ego didn't like that name, by the way, because I'm like, what the fuck? I am the alpha. I'm alpha. I am the, what the fuck are you talking what about? You exactly, right? You know, but you know what? There was a part of me that was like, nah, mm. it's time. You gotta go deal with some stuff, mm. you know? So I'll set this up real fast. If 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 you're a man out there, by the way, I highly recommend this mm. weekend. Uh activateyourawful.com. Uh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Activateyourawful.com. So I show up, I don't know what I'm signing up for. Mm. This is true Danny Morell. Like most people, they got to think about it. They yeah. think about the cost. They yeah. think about, when is it? Okay, I'll tell, you know, Adriana to yeah. send you the money. I'm in, yeah. right? I don't know what it is. Yeah. I'm on my specific diet. I'm thinking the chef is going to be able to cook <laughs> me my food. Man, yeah. I show up. We're sleeping on tents. Mm -hmm. They're waking us up at four in the morning with pots and pans. They're giving us little military bags of crackers yep. to yep. and jam to MREs. eat food. Yep. I must have done 3,000 push-ups. I must have carried logs. I must have walked <laughs> 10 miles. I was physically ready for it. Yep. You know? I'll let you give your perspective, but yeah, I yeah, felt yeah. like I was yeah. I was physically ready yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah. <clears throat> I was mentally ready for it, yep. but I was not emotionally ready mm. for it. I really wasn't because one of the other wounds that I had was allowing men in my life mm. and really valuing like brotherhood mm. versus always trying to like protect myself. Yep. So there's this moment, this is about the third day in, I hadn't been had any food. Mm. I was fasting because <clears throat> I wasn't going to eat that shit in those bags. Mm. And, um, and I, we were doing all this exercise and we do an ice bath. Yep. And the, and we do an ice bath and it's about the, the second night that we yep. do it, you know, uh, and this time we have to stay in for five minutes. When I'm in ceremony, my body naturally starts shaking. Yep, you know, yeah, just, just start releasing. Yep. Right. So after the first round, I was mentally prepared for three rounds. I was fine. I was in there. I was at peace meditating. I get out and my body just starts shaking mm -hmm. uncontrollably. Mm -hmm. And I'm mad at myself, mm. right? This is what's going on in my head. And then I want to hear your perspective. Mm. I'm mad at myself because I can't control it. Mm. I can't control <laughs> my body. And I want to mm. be the tough guy who's mm. always in control. Mm. And that's when you obviously, which is beautiful what you said, mm. you were able to see it. Mm. You walked up to me. Mm. I'll never forget this, bro. Mm. You held on to me mm. and you said, 
it's okay. You don't always have to be in control. Mm. And I start <clears throat> bawling my eyes out. Mm. What happened to you in that moment? Yeah. Um, this is so I'm getting full body chills because I, I remember this vividly. Uh, and it was, I mean, there's so many highlights that weekend, but that was the main one of the main highlights. So as you said, you were physically prepared, you were mentally prepared, but, but you weren't emotionally prepared. And as men, um, one of the realms that we like to operate in, and I don't think it's like, a, I don't think it's an intentional thing. I think it's an, I think it's a conscious intentional thing along with uh, unconscious programming in the form of protection that we want to control. Yeah. Right. It's a mechanism that actually works for us to protect ourselves. Uh, one of the reasons is simply because men, men are at a higher rate to commit suicide, at a higher rate to, to have heart disease and die from like heart, heart, um, heart challenges than, than anybody else in the world. And I think one of the, the causes of that is our inability to be sensitive. Mm -hmm. And sensitivity just means to feel, right? Sensitivity just means to feel. Majority of men out there don't allow themselves to feel. One, because they don't know how to, and two, because it wasn't modeled to them. So when you feel, you're now more susceptible to feeling pain. And that's the last thing we want to do as humans, period. So as men, hell no, I'm not going to open myself to, to feel pain. So we now start to create these walls. So like you said, I'm physically prepared for this shit. Nope, can't break me down physically. Right. I'm mentally prepared. I've built myself up. Nope, you can't break me down mentally. But the thing is, those are ways that you have, those are systems, right? Those are ways you created in order to, 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 to like shell. It's like a dam. You created this wall so the thing that you feared the most couldn't get in. That's right. That was your relationship with men. That was probably the love that you so desired from your mother. Like, nope, I can't let it get in because last time I let it get in, it caused me so much pain. I got hurt. Right? So that day, I mean, and bro, you were a beast. Like, <laughs> we threw so much at you. Not at you personally, but we threw so much at you. And you just kept eating it. No, but even at me personally, remember the log? Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, no, the thing is, everything was, I, I love this because everything universally and collectively was set up for each individually Perfect. perfectly. Perfect. So your ego showed up loud and proud in so many different ways. And the thing is like, okay, cool. But what it was, it was just like chipping away at a rock. It was breaking you down little by little. And that night, you had already been through an ice bath. You killed it, right? But that second night, you realized, and I saw it. I was just watching you. <clears throat> you were tremoring like crazy. And this, in my opinion, was a way that was letting you know that the, the bricks that built the walls that's been controlling and holding this image up, this facade up, it's not strong enough anymore. Not strong enough anymore. And I don't know what it was, Danny. For me, I always, for me, I call it God, call it spirit. Like, led me right to you. It could have been anybody else. I no, bro. It was perfect. Like, I was not ready to say those words. I just, I just saw you and I was like, hey, brother, it's okay. You don't have to control it anymore. That's right. And that was the thing. That was the thing that sent you in the experience. And for those who are listening, Danny had a very cathartic, somatic, release that probably lasted a good 30 minutes of you just letting go i feel years and years and years and generation and generations is just stuck energy yeah. stuck energy that was preventing you from living the life and having the experience that you truly wanted and the beautiful part about it was i think this is the most important part was the safety you got to feel in being able to express that around men around men so much so that i never because when my father was not around mm. like i never mm -hmm. i don't know what it's like to have someone above me yes someone to go to someone to ask questions to <sighs> i got to figure this shit out by myself yep. right so mm. i don't ask for help from mm. nobody mm. so much so i'm there and you guys got to picture this if you've ever been in ceremony maybe you understand this but i'm laying down the whole ice bath thing stopped yep Everything stopped. Yeah. I'm laying there. I'm shaking. My mouth is wide open. My tongue is out of my mouth. I'm like saying shit. I'm trembling. It's like all this is being released. I'm crying at the same time. I remember Samson reaching for your hand. Mm. Like, like, no, bro, like, don't leave me right mm. now. Like for me to do that, I don't do that. Yep. 
I don't do that, yep. you know? And it was a moment where you're right, man. It was like the show ended. Oh, can you say that again? The show ended. Because, because by the way, everything prior <laughs> was the show. <laughs> mm. I was I was ready to fight you. I yep. was ready to fight everybody. I was ready to fight <laughs> I was like, nope, yep. nope, nope. They're not going to break me down. Yep. Nope, they're not going to. But this is the beauty of whether it's an ice bath, yep. whether it's ayahuasca yep. or the mushrooms. Yep. It's like you're releasing control. That's that's the thing. These modalities, and I have to I have to I have to share this because sometimes we make these modalities God, and they're not God. They're tools. They are the bridge in order to make our state more flexible in order to have an awareness or have the thing that we're not willing to see be illuminated so now we can take action towards coming back home to ourselves that night if you don't come back home you at least start to walk towards that and how i experienced you after that was entirely your heart was open to receive even more yeah like the the, the walls of trust right the 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 hmm. the defense mechanism you had up the the hyper vigilance you were showing up as it was, bro, it was gone bro i was crying half the time afterwards it was gone yeah because i i think you finally realized it is safe to be held yeah yeah and that's another thing for a lot of men there's a fear of being held absolutely because we're doing so much holding absolutely you know Absolutely. so brother it was an honor wow it was an honor to to be there like with you and for you and also thank you for the willingness and the courage because yes you couldn't have held it anymore but at the same time fuck like you could decide it i'm gonna walk away oh no bro i i knew what was there happening. are many times to tap out yeah yeah, yeah. you know you yeah. knew it it was oh, like yeah, yeah. hey shit if you can't be here anymore bounce yeah, yeah bounce but you knew like okay i have to go here yeah man so i acknowledge you for that thank you yeah, yeah, yeah. and and you know and this is for all of you who are seeking love mm. when when you start to awaken to the beauty of what god really is mm. You know the story I told you about how I had my my heart was broken. She gave me the friend card. Mm. That very night after I left, mm. we had dinner. That next week, basically, mm. that's when it all it, it was like seven mm. days of us. But but wow. but you see what happened was is that I couldn't hold space for someone else's love with the entire wall mm. that I had built up. Mm. And the minute that wall fell. I was even still angry at her. I was even still like, you know, she's listening right now. She knows. But I was even still mad at her thinking like, no, nobody tells me. Mm. Nobody, nobody pulls the friend card on me. Mm. I get to decide, right? My ego, right? But then little by little, it was like, I can't take it anymore. Like, yep. I love this woman, mm. you know? And little by little, she tells me like, something's happening inside of me that I wasn't even expecting. Mm. And then that's when it all happened. Wow. Yeah. And it, we've been together since. Wow. But if it wasn't for that event, that mm. moment, yep. that everything, yep. I wouldn't have been able to be open to it. So, so, so watch this. Mm. How many people are in relationships <laughs> where they think they're in love, mm. but they don't even have the capacity to express hold or receive love. that's the biggest one that is the biggest one it's the receiving of it and quick story because <clears throat> i i've had a long journey with receiving so we used to live in la and across the street there's this ralph's you know for those who in la you know ralph's supermarket yeah man so i'd go there all the time and this night i was coming back from work you know, we were we were leading workouts. So I was coming back and I went to the grocery store to go pick up some some food, some snacks. And there's this homeless woman that's always there, at least my perception that she's homeless. So I I made a note, mental note, that I'm going to get cash back to give it to her. So I walk in the store. I don't know if I was in a rush or whatever. I come out and I see her and I'm like, shit, I forgot to get out cash. And I didn't want to go back in the store and buy something else and then have cash back. So I offered her some of the food that I had. I was like, hey, my intention was to get cash out to give you money, but I forgot, so I have some food here for you to have. I was like, I have some chips. Like, what do you want? She was like, ah, 
I don't really have any teeth, but you know, I'll take it since you're offering it. So we were laughing at that. And then she chose a bag of chips. So I gave it to her. And I was getting ready to make my way back to the car and she started to reach in her stuff. And I'm like, okay, what's about to go on here? She reached in her stuff and then she pulled out a dollar and wanted to give it to me. And immediately a wall came up. No. Who am I to receive money? And who am I to receive money from my perception of this woman who's homeless? Right? I can't take this from you. So she kept it, right? She kept the chips and I walked back to the car, went home. But this, it was still uneasy in me. So I reached out to a really, really good friend and I explained the story to her and she said, well, she's like Samson. <laughs> she was like, you not taking from her was you preventing her the opportunity to feel human, the opportunity for her to feel outside the experience of what you probably saw, which was someone who's homeless. And she said, how does it feel when you give? I said, incredible. I said, it feels amazing. I mean, I feel I want to do it all the time. She's like, well, you not receiving from her prevented her from feeling what you feel when you give. And I realized I can give all day, but am I actually giving when I'm not receiving? And if I'm not receiving, I'm blocking the other person's opportunity to feel how I feel. So I realized all the times that I thought I was giving, I wasn't actually giving. Because I was blocking the instant, instant circulation of the law of giving and receiving. That's right. So I had to now unpack why am I not receiving? What is the wall there? Again, a bunch of stuff, the unworthiness, the not enoughness, the, the, the stories that I started to build as a child that, well, I feel like I'm a burden. I feel like I'm, I, I feel like I wake up and I owe a debt to the world. So I don't deserve to receive. Mm. So in all of my relationships, I'd overgive. I'd overgive. I'd overgive, overcommit. Because the last thing I want to do is open myself up so you can give to me. Right. No space for that. So there's so, I, I can't speak for anything, but I know there's a lot of relationships where there could be a fear of receiving because when you actually open yourself, you got to open yourself up to receive. When you open yourself up to receive, now there's the opportunity to be seen. And I used to be afraid to be seen because I'm like, if you see me, then you see all my shit. That's right. Yeah. But when we allow ourselves to be loved, once love ourselves, because I got to receive love from myself first. But once we allow ourselves to be loved, right? Even love, like all our shit. Once we allow ourselves to be seen in all our shit, that's when true love can be felt. Because mm. I firmly believe God is all of it. God is all of it. If I'm judging the parts that are unacceptable and the parts that I deem unlovable, as unlovable, I'm also <laughs> not loving the God in that as well. And now I'm walking around wondering, why is my life all jacked up? Why do I feel this, this distance? Why do I feel this incongruency within myself as well? The other half, I close myself up to receiving love. Yeah. 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 I get that, man. You know, as you were saying that, and this is, um, I haven't asked this of any of our previous guests, mm. but I know this is an important part of your life. As you were saying, you know, am I loving myself? Mm. The immediate vision I have is how I take care of myself with the food that I eat. Mm. It, it's a way that I show myself love. The way that I wake up and I go in and I exercise and yep. I lift weights and yep. I work on it and I give myself that time and that space. Yes. Like no one else comes first. Like yes. I come first. Yes. Because the only way that someone else can come first is if I come first. You know what I'm saying? And I know that physical fitness. Mm. And, and, and brother, in conversations with God, it says is that most men, like this is why most men are overweight and unhealthy because they don't know how to love themselves, mm. right? And so for you, mm -hmm. I know physical fitness and strength is a very big part of your Massive life. Value. Ha has it always been, or, or talk to us a little bit. Yeah. Maybe, maybe there's a man out there that's like, man, you know, like I really want to get in better shape yep. and I don't know how to do it. Yeah, this is good. So for me, physical fitness or physical health started high school uh 
I actually got into this realm through playing sports. And I remember leaving middle school, there was this rumor about the high school that I was going into that the football team would always <laughs> dunk the freshmen in trash cans. So again, same thing. I remember that same shit. <laughs> yes. Freshman day. And I was yeah. like, you know, again, with the consciousness I was carrying of myself, like the low self-image I was carrying, I was like, the last thing I want to do is feel the embarrassment or the shame with that. So again, manipu the manipulator, manipulating situations so I don't have to be seen in that way. I was like, well, if you can't beat them, join them. So I joined the football team. Well, me joining the football team was from a place of lack, was from a place of, well, I want to be one of the cool kids because I, I don't love myself. I don't see myself. So, and the football team, again, all high school sports, that's the, that's the, the prime, that's it. That's the prime image, right? So I started playing football. It was a beautiful experience that, you know, uh, connected me to team camaraderie, brotherhood in some way, shape or form, mentorship, uh, uh, commitment, discipline of some sort, really, really working in the realm of, 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 of committing to a practice. And then after high school, I graduated. And this was a part of me that I already started to develop. But what was underneath that was still this image of hiding behind how I looked. I used how I looked to hide and keep people at a distance so they didn't really see what was going on. So this is when I also start to now incorporate, you know, books. For one of the first books I read was the Kabbalion, right? This is by the three initiates that goes over the, you know, the seven laws of the universe and stuff. And this started to open my mind to something else beyond just this. So when I started to work in the realm of the mind, reading books, attending seminars, doing courses, I started to now open a different perspective on the things and the way I was taking action. So I realized, wait, I'm hiding behind how I looked. Let me now take a different, let me take a different direction of this. And thank goodness for this experience. I used to work in the hospital as a patient sitter, then I became an ER tech. And this was the environment that literally opened my, opened my eyes to everything. For those medical workers out there, you probably already know, for, for people who don't know, I got front row seats at what it's like to not take care of yourself. This is when I, like, as I can remember, this is when I, like, actually saw death in action. Uh, hundreds of people dying, like, CPR, like, I was, I was front row seats at the experience of what it was like for someone who didn't make wise decisions when it came to take care of themselves or their health, and now they were paying the, the price right. in the last half of their life. Yeah. So I remember being 18 years young, or like 19, and I said, I do not want to be the father, the uncle, the friend, the son, who's now spending the last half of his life recouping from the decisions he made in the first half. Fuck that. S swear. And I started to now tighten up what I was eating. I started to now invest so much attention, reading labels, doing the whole nine. And I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. For me, I went extreme. I remember being two year, two and a half year vegan, six month raw vegan. I did all this stuff. I went extreme and it was great for me. I felt amazing. And then there was a disconnect. I was like, okay, well, I don't really like how I look here. And obviously at a young age, I probably wasn't doing things right. Mm -hmm. Right. I was just extreme. And then the more I got into it, I realized why I was doing it had to change. So now I went back to the drawing board and I shifted why. And why became just to be healthy. I didn't want to do it for a certain look anymore. I didn't want to do it to drop weight. I didn't want to do it for a certain body fat. That's, that's, when, it, that's when it changes. Yes. That's great. Like, if you want to do it for vanity and vain purposes, awesome. But for me, that wasn't the first thing for me. It was health first. I was in an environment where people, 60 to 70% of why people showed up in the hospital were preventable. So it already told me that. You can, you can do this. You can I fix can this. do it. Right. I can do it. Right. So when I started to do that and I saw the response from my body and I saw how I felt, I felt how I felt, I was like, why would I want to do anything else? So this has been a practice for me for the last almost 20 years of trial and error, finding what works for me. But for me, health is first. I know when I feel healthy, I'm a better husband. Yeah, man. 
When I feel healthy, I'm a better father. When I feel healthy, I'm a better friend. When I feel healthy, I'm a better business. I'm just better overall. Yeah, man. I'm just better overall. And I just knew, like, this is a gift. I got to a place where I realized my body is a gift. I get in awe sometimes of just this technology that we have. And, and, and I feel we're at the space where we still don't even fully understand it. Right. And all I have to do, I don't have to do it perfectly. Majority of the time, all I have to do is just be in alignment with just give it what it needs. And let it do its thing. But then on the other hand, if you're listening, I also understand why it could be difficult. For sure. Right? With compassion, with empathy, I also know why it could be hard. Especially when we live in a culture where we're born into a system that teaches you to look outside of yourself. You look at the education system, they barely teach you anything about health. So-called doctors, nothing against them. I said really close friends who are doctors get maybe a total in their eight to 12 years of schooling, four hours of nutrition, right. four hours. Yeah. So when I say I see you and I also understand that it could be tough, well, the environment that we're in does not speak to health. It does not speak to that. So. If there's any tips I could give anybody is start small, right? If you don't drink water, start to just drink water. If you don't eat fruit, find a fruit that you like and start to incorporate that. And then when you notice that there's more marbles in this basket in the direction that's more healthy, over time, your body will adjust. I think the biggest thing is now we have this diet culture, this extreme culture is like, oh, if I do this for 30 or 60 days, then I'm done. Well, it's like anything temporary will always be temporary. Brother, say that again. <laughs> anything temporary will always be temporary. And, and man, I can have a whole seminar. Oh, on my gosh. One. Because this whole 65 hard thing, like, do we, we want to even get it? Because this is just as like, I mean, I'm just going to say it right now. It's like anything that has a time limit, like, mm. what, what are you going to do on day number 76? And, and, if I, it, and if it was hard, are you going to enjoy doing it for the rest of your life? And why is it being called hard? It's being called because it's coming from some wound inside that makes you think that life is supposed to be hard. It's a mess. Yeah, I, I get it. And I trust me, I understand the intention. Some people need that. I, I get it too. Right? But it can't just it's be not, that. You, it's not sustainable. No, it's not sustainable. You can't, like, I've, I've even attempted, like, so just real story. I've, I've tried many times to do a lot of these things that had, like, a certain plan. And I've completed a, a good amount of them. And some of them I just couldn't follow through. Because if I look at doing this, if I look at like my life as a husband and as, as a father, and I look at the work that I do, and I ask myself, can I do this for the rest of my life? If the answer is no, then, Samson, then why am I doing it? And I don't think people are asking that question. You know, right? because it's like the same thing. It's like the leanest I ever was was like about a month ago or so. Mm. And I had cut out all sugar, all fruit, and I was eating the same exact thing every single day. And then I, and then I went to Italy, and I was like, man, I want to have a glass of wine. I want to have, I know I'm vegan, but that damn pizza looks good. Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And so I want to enjoy life. And then, and then I'll, I'll take it another level. Mm. When you're in love mm. with a woman and you're truly feeling love, you start to realize that there's love in food and there's love in food between the two of you. And it's this magic, beautiful dance where we mm. were like, we were driving through Italy. We were pulling over to get snacks and like just savoring the fruit. And the, and I literally remember thinking like, mm. oh my God, like there's love in food too. It comes down to the relationship you have with it. Yeah, man. And it's like, if I were to again ask the question, what is your current relationship with your health? What is the current relationship with the plan that you want to, you know, put into action when it comes to your health? If it causes you to constrict, you maybe you want to reconsider. Now, I'm not saying it's not going to be challenging in the beginning because what you're going, you're going against the current of the identity you once hold that is against you feeling healthy. So there's going to be resistance in the beginning. But this is why I there, there gets to be an opportunity. There gets to be space where the habit and the behaviors are built over time. Yeah, man. I didn't just fall here. Right. Right. There's been many times, Danny, where I just didn't feel like working. I just, it was not in alignment with me to work out. I just couldn't, couldn't work out. 
But because the relationship I developed with myself and my health over time, I didn't go south. Because of the consistency I'd already put in over the years, it I didn't doesn't go south. It doesn't no. matter. And that's where, where, I, where I see so much stuff on Instagram, <clears throat> so forth. You got to grind in spite of yourself and you got to keep going. It's like, no, you really don't. No, you're held hostage to the thing. Absolutely. And if you're held hostage to the thing, it's over. Absolutely. Yeah, that thing has you. That's why... You'll, I, you'll never have peace like that, brother. I came to the realization that you did when you in Italy. Like, I'm a vegan, but that pizza looks good. I asked myself this question. I'm like, if, if I were to ever be stuck on an island somewhere and all they had was what was there, would I be addicted to this image that I'm, I eat this way? Or No, I'm going to take part of what's available. Yeah. And when I got to be at peace with that, the freedom of being able to travel or go where I want and still with intention choose what is the best option in alignment with my health, like I was good. I was now, I was now not enslaved to this perspective that I always have to eat this way or always have to be this way. I'm going to choose the best option that's available right there at that moment. That's right. Yeah. And then I always go back to this. If you look at, like, at our ancestors, our ancestors didn't count calories. No, there was no system. There our was. ancestors didn't. I'm like, our ancestors lived off the land. Yeah, man. They were in relationship with what was there. And I'm like, yeah, there's just we can go with this for oh, a for, while. For, oh, for, yeah, 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 forever. Yeah, 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 yeah man. Good yeah. stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, brother. And when it comes to working out, mm -hmm. what, what tips to some so, of the guys? Because, because you know. I have always been my whole life in search of the truth, yes. in search of the best. So yes. I read every bodybuilding yes. magazine. I've yes. seen every YouTube. So to me, it's like second nature. Yeah, 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 I yeah. have every workout plan, yep. but there's a lot of men out there that they've never done this. Yes, this Some is good. Basics. This is good. So the same thing. Like I, I've been through so many different. And the thing is, I also like that I did that because I get to experiment and actually find what works for me. So the first thing is, Finding what works for you. And the only way to do that is to explore, to experiment. But if I were to give, and this is not an absolute truth, but a long-term perspective that's going to support you, not just now, but as you age, is strength building, strength training. There's been so much research, there's been so much science that speaks to the fact that the more muscle you have, the that's healthier right. you're going to be long-term. And long -term. the longer you're going to live. Yes. So work on developing enough muscle in your body. That happens through strength training, right? Whatever form you love, find that. But men, lift weight. Lift heavy shit. Lift heavy shit. Lift heavy yes. shit. Get strong. And walk with it. And if you're like, oh, I need to burn fat, get strong. Get Yes, this that's is like how the, you this burn is like fat. The, yes, this is the overall thing. Like, work on getting strong. Right. And then, when it comes to eating, keep it simple. Keep it simple. Find something that is well-balanced. Harmony, well balanced, and then eat in alignment with what works for you. That's it. I love that. Yeah, it's very simple. It really is. It really <laughs> yeah. is. And and you know, when when you do that, um, and I'll take us back to that weekend before we wrap up. When you do that, it's like if if as men we are able to lift heavy things, farmers carries, deadlifts, squats, mm -hmm. the basic functional, and and keep track of what you lift and try to improve over time, little by yep. little. Do not get bought into this idea that because you're getting older, it means you get weaker. Oh, my god. That is gosh. complete 100% bullshit. The opposite is actually true. Yep, I your, agree. Your body is incredible. And so what I started to realize is that like, and that weekend mm. when we had to rescue those guys, our buddy, the medic, I forgot what he was. He was wounded. He was like 200 pounds. And like, I was able to pick, I was able to do my thing. <clears throat> Up the hill, down the hill, walking with a, yep. a grown-ass man yep. because I train my body for that. This is so important. So when I train nowadays, yeah, I, I do all the basic things, but I train for life-applicable situations. I'll do dead hangs for a minute or two. I'll rope climb. I pull certain things because I never know if I'm going to be in a situation where I slip on the edge of a cliff or a bridge and I have to hold myself for dear life. Right. Or... I'm going to have to be in a situation where my friend gets hurt and I have to carry him a few, a few miles. So don't just train for the vanity purposes, which are great. No, train for life. Build the internal and external resilience to be prepped for situations that could be thrown at you so your system could be ready. That's right, man. That's the biggest thing. Absolutely. And most of the time, 
we're not ready. That's right. That's why we get thrown off. So it's like, this is why training, I don't want to call it working out anymore. It's called training. No, no, no. no. It's Absolutely. called training. Yeah. And then one more thought, because this, this had to came, come to me. But, you know, when you feel, you were saying earlier, when your body feels good, you feel good. Oh. But it's also when you feel strong, you feel fucking strong. Your posture is You know different. what I'm saying? You walk up with everything. Your, yeah. Everything. Like I walked into that weekend not knowing what to expect, mm. but I was like, bring yep. it. Yep. I, I, you know, you yep. guys threw knives at us. You guys threw boxing matches at us. I remember I was, a, I was about to box and, you know, we were just picking random yep. partners. Yep, yep. And uh, who was the big guy? Gosh, Johnny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Johnny, me and, <laughs> me and Johnny had a thing. Johnny, if you're watching, me and Johnny uh, had a thing. Because, you know, I was being a dick, <clears throat> yep. obviously. Yep. You know, and Johnny was the big honcho, and Johnny throws in my boy Alex, mm. who's bigger than me, and I felt it happening, mm. you know? And I remember feeling so incredible that they could have thrown it. Johnny himself could have got in there. I probably would have got fucked up, yep. but Johnny himself would have got in there. Yep. It wouldn't have mattered. Yep. And I went in there and I handled it because I was prepared because I prepare in real life. This is so good. And for, I mean, there's, there's, there's always a topic of confidence with men. Like when you train yourself to be as prepared as you can for situations, and you're not going to be prepared for any situation because that's life doesn't work that way. But when you train yourself to be prepared for as many situations as possible, that's where confidence is built. Yeah, man. Because you know you can handle or you can hold for at least what what has come into your space. You know, like I'll say, I'm getting ready for an activate your alpha weekend that is you know, 66 acres, I'm sleeping outside. Like I've prepped my nervous system for that. Cause in those, in those situations, if you're not confident, your body now is in a state where it's looking to always fight and looking to escape. It's in a state where it feels like it's in danger or it's in a threat. And you are always at loss in that state. And your mind will find a oh way to, to manifest the excuse. And your mind will literally find a way to harm your body or injure your body so that you could have an escape. Yep. So you don't take part. Real shit. This is real. Real shit. And all it's doing it. So a lot of people also, it's kind of like you, we dog the mind or we dog the ego. Those are systems put in place in order to protect us. That's it. We're wired for survival naturally. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, wait, we ain't trained for this. Right. We're going to get our ass kicked. Uh, right. Uh, shut down. Yeah, absolutely. Shut down. Absolutely. Nope, we can't do this. Yeah. But the more we build the tolerance and resilience in order to be prepared for as many situations as possible, like you're just, all we're doing is like the, the confidence naturally is there, right? The empowerment is naturally there. So yeah, this is, this is good. Yeah. And I was just thinking, imagine like, you know, brotherhood, like mm. me and you are in a situation I know I could run as I could I could run, I could lift, I could cover yep. it has and us men we do this thing where we compare. It's not about that. Stop no. comparing yourself to anybody else. Mm. Be the strongest and most powerful version of you that mm. you can be. And then when you get around another brother, it's like together you're you're unstoppable. As you said that, Danny, I think even one of the biggest fundamentals in this conversation related to this is the training, the deep work, all this stuff comes down to trust if we don't trust ourselves we can't trust anything mm -mm. like if we end up in a situation because i've been invested in knowing what you've been up to yeah. and vice versa i can trust oh. like i'm like oh danny danny's oh, got I don't, it. I, you know what's so funny man i literally just got goosebumps mm. i wouldn't even have to think about you I wouldn't even have to worry about you. And, that, and, and, and you know how much time we spend worrying and thinking about other people? It's because we don't trust. But that, it's literally because we wow. don't trust. And we don't trust ourselves. We wow. don't trust who we, it's not about the other, because we, we give so much power to the other person. Right, right, right. We don't trust how we're going to show up in that situation. Right. So that's right. what it is. So it's like the more you just develop and, and go attend your own school. That's right. It's like now you're building this environment of trust where you get to walk. And again, like you said, we were worried. A mentor once said this. He said, everybody's walking around afraid of each other. And it's like, I don't walk around that way. It's like you can either choose to be afraid of life or you can choose to trust life and work with life. Yeah. And it's like when that trust is developed, I'm not, 
some people walk around very vigilant, like, oh, I'm always have to look over my back. But it's like, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Why? 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 You walk into the hood, you walk in, when you've been there, it's like, I've been around fellas that when they walk into a hood, they're like, yeah. I mean, what the fuck for, you, just, for, for, yeah. for right reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, but the thing is, chill yeah. out, because you're going to attract that. Chill out. Everything yep. is good. Yep. And when yeah. people smell that. Yeah. People smell. Absolutely. Yeah, people smell Absolutely. when there's, there's something not there. So it's like, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah man. It's, this is good. Good stuff. Good yeah, stuff. this is good. good stuff. How do people get a hold of you? Um, SamsonOdusanya.com. And also, I'm on Instagram, Samson's underscore strength. Uh, you can get, get in touch with me there. I, I love creating dialogue with people, so send me a message. And then, yeah, that's it. I love it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brother, man, seriously. Such a good conversation, yeah, brother. This was fun. Yeah, was so fun. good to see you too, yeah, brother. Man, good to see yep. you too, man. Yep. Thank you. And and that was a that's a wrap, man. I, I got to tell you, this was one of my funnest podcasts. Um, Awaken, at the time of this recording, is 74 days away. Mm. It's going to be here in Austin. Tech. You, should, you should come, man. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be right here. Stop by. Okay. Hold space. Okay. You know, we do a lot of deep yeah, work. Yep. And um, um, it's going to be here at the Hyatt in Austin, Texas, December 1st through the 3rd. Make sure that you join us. Um, tickets are on sale. I don't like to say tickets are on sale. It's an investment <laughs> in you. It's just yes. you deciding if you want to grow you. Uh, DannyMorell.com backslash awaken. And we will see you there. Or we'll see you next week on next week's episode of The Higher Self. Hey friends, thanks for watching this week's episode of The Higher Self. I want to invite you to go to DannyMorell.com to get inside access to all of our programs and our upcoming events. And I look forward to seeing you live in person at one of our next events.